I'm talking into the mic. I don't know what I'm talking about. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are in the heart of all things. That's Clarendon back again for a historic episode of Pace the Nation, episode 250. I'm your host, Chris Farley. We've got a full crew here to get us through this exciting episode across from me. It's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Hey, I think for the 250th episode, we have to focus on the things that we're core to, right? So Mm -hmm. weather. Yep, dogs. Dogs. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get to dogs later in the show. So let's talk about the weather. Weather, yeah. All right. We will talk about the weather. But but before we do, let's bring in our other co-host. It's Weemi Docs. Docs, what's up? And of course, Chris Farley's wearing long shorts today. Long shorts. (laughs) I'm in a surly mood. And uh, right? and we're going to talk about NHL mascots like we always do. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good. I think, um, you know, the 200, was it the, the, the historic 200th show uh, that we had a quiz show with uh, so much contribution from former uh, guests and uh, your, your uh, super fan nieces of the show? Was that the 200th show? That that was the 200th show. Although I don't think yeah. my nieces would like to be described as super fans. I I think they would like to be uh, <laughs> described as as uh, a- occasional contributors and 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 winning and winners on that day because they did beat <laughs> me in the contest. Yeah. Well, and maybe they're Doc super fans. Yeah, I think there might they, be Doc super fans. <laughs> I hope so. They are related. Um, I think I think that they put up with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's funny that you talk about the the quiz show because my sister, my my younger sister, uh, texted me something saying that this tweet reminds me of listening to Farley on pretty much every episode of Pace the Nation. And, oh gosh, what's the tweet? And oh the, man, the tweet was the closest you can get to knowing what it's like to be a ghost is listening to a podcast where the hosts are having trouble remembering a piece of trivia that you know. <laughs> That was the entire show. Yeah, that was that summed up that entire episode 200. Oh, man. Well, you know what? We don't have uh, – it's the 250th show. Maybe for 300, we'll bring mm-hmm. back something huge. We have a big show for 250, but, uh, you know, there won't be uh, a, a series of make fun of Farley uh, questions, which I'm glad about. Uh, but we do have an exciting <laughs> – Exciting guest on today's program. Uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, he's somewhat of an Arlington legend, runner, runner, running legend, uh, Michael Wardian. He's going to join us. Uh, he'll talk about uh, all that he's been doing this summer during quarantine. He's been definitely getting out there, um, running, you know, quarantine races, virtual races. Uh, he's done, you know, I, I don't know how many races we'll ask him, but. Care to guess how many miles, like races, uh, how many miles of races he's done this summer during quarantine? You're asking any, Julie any to guesses? guess? Yeah, I think Julie yes. should try to guess. 
<laughs> no, I got no guesses. Just I got in nothing. races. Just, just races. in races. Not like what he. Just, not what he's run, but just in races, virtual races. Like how many he's actually races, done? Like how many miles he's actually done? Oh, you know, and Lord. I, he ran across Delaware. You know, that was a, a race fast. Oh, don't. Time that's races. a hint. That's a hint. Yeah, that, that is a hint. Yeah. Well, Chris, Chris, can you tell uh, us the time frame of when the summer begins in, in on your calendar? Well, let's say during the six month. <laughs> let's say the six month quarantine. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah the six months of summer, Not Julie. Summer. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I must have missed that part. Uh, I'm gonna go with over three thousand miles. Okay, good guess. Um, that seems three thousand and one miles. That seems incredibly high to me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually I don't know. Say, is that a good guess? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Has he run across the country? Uh, I think that's something he will do. But uh, Docs, do you ha- do you care to venture a guess? Well, um, before before I make a guess, if I mean I am, we're trying to stick to PTN tradition, and I always say, true. I always say, Price is Right rules is stupid. So if I <laughs> if I was if I was going to go Price is Right rules, I would say I would say one dollar right now. But mm-hmm, right. Price is Right rules is stupid and and whenever people say price rights rules i i I immediately dislike you and unfriend you on all social media (laughs) forms uh so wow is that what's gonna happen on this 250th episode i am now being discontinued we're un you're unfriending me no you didn't say price is right rules did you no, no, but I said three thousand and one. Yeah, that's insinuated fine. That's fine. So right. that means I have to make an honest guess, not do the the stupid prices right rules. That's what I'm saying. So right, uh, because because it, like if I just guessed one mile, then it would take all the fun out of out of me making a guess. So we're saying six months of races. I'm guessing that he's racing every weekend. Uh, so six, six months is, you know, approximately, you know, we'll say, we'll say he did about 20 races on average. Uh, wait, there's a lot of science going into this, <laughs> a lot of calculating. Come on. We're just hoping for a jump. Yeah. She yeah. wanted to fly by the sea of the pants. Fine. If, if I'm going to start calculating, it's going to get different. If, if I'm, if I'm going to guess that then, then I'm going to say, uh, first of all, I'm going to say if it's a six month period, Julie's 3000 mile guess is not too terrible, uh, as, right. as, as much as Farley was saying, but I'm going to guess that, that he probably ran about 1,003 miles. Okay. All right. I, I have somewhat of an idea. I think I'm not going to venture a guess cause I did see Wardian yesterday on a run and, um, he told me some number, and I think it's in between of what you both said, but I'm not sure exactly what it. He'll let us know. Excited to have Michael Wardian on the program. I was uh, actually it, okay. So that that long speech, I actually was going to be around two thousand. <laughs> but <laughs> why don't but, we have a high guess and a low guess? Well, like, I think I think those are those are that is a high guess and a low guess. You got but it. maybe mine is yeah. two thousand to three thousand and one, and Doc's is. 1,001 to 1,999. I'm going to go with, you guessed 3,000, Docs guessed 1,000. That's what we're going to do. No, we'll I said 1,003. Yeah, that's true. We'll have Wardian to, uh, to tell us what well, the actual number is. But what I'm saying is my, my original guess was 2,000, but, but you were so hard on Julie for guessing 3,000. I was like, oh, I got to reel this in. Right, that's true. All right, I did lead the witness. So, so uh, uh, yeah. Way to go, way to go, Chris. Right. Well, all right. Also on today's program, I got to get to the agenda here. Uh, Docs has got a Bridges update, uh, so we've got to talk about that. Uh, 
We want to talk about a gritty 5K, and gritty might not be what you're thinking gritty is, but we'll talk about gritty 5K. And Docs has got a question. Uh, so a lot to get into on today's program. Uh, but Julie mentioned the weather from the top. Man, it is, we were just talking about summer. Summer is over. O slash ver. That's an inside joke that uh, Docs probably gets, but... It is over because it's beautiful out. Great run, running weather, right? It is great running weather. And um, I don't know. Sometimes we get those like late, late September hot days. We do. There might be a peak. I, I might have looked out at the 10-day forecast. There might be a peak sometime next week where we get up into the 80s again. But for right now, I know it feels like fall. It feels like cross-country season. Yeah, as we record here on Friday, September 18th, uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels like fall. And I, I, I mean, I, re- I remember a few years back, uh, we were helping put on the uh, Arlington 9-11 race, and it was, you know, it's somewhere around that 9-11 uh, date. So I think it was like the 12th or 13th, that Saturday night. And it was 100 degrees plus that day. So September can be hot. So it's not like this is like, always the case that we're in the 60 degree uh we've got beautiful 60 degree temps it can be hot we've just um caught a couple of uh of good weeks here and it's it's really exciting because it does smell of fall out there which is my favorite time of year of course so since you just mentioned the the date and and you're you're admitting that we're recording on friday uh were you outside the studio yesterday at all when when because on last week's show you both told all of our fans to come out with with gifts and (laughs) and food on thursday and then you guys changed the date i was sitting here and nobody came by. docs that was literally what i was just gonna bring up and i was gonna give myself a hard time for never having a topic to talk about but what i was gonna say was what happened to the fans? I know. And then That's I thought really about it, and I was like, oh, we told them the wrong day. Well, mm-hmm. I, I was here yesterday. I was sitting in the studio, um, anxiously awaiting uh, the you know, the waves of fans to come through, and <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. I mean, come Were on. Were you here at 9.30 in the morning? That's what we committed to. Were yeah. you here at 9.30? Yeah, nah, I wasn't. I wasn't. They were here then, that time. Okay. Well, see, that's what I need to know. Like, I need to be able to sleep at night knowing know. that they were here yeah. for us, and we just yeah. missed them. They were, and this wouldn't be the first time we let them down with, with uh, an announcement <laughs> like this. Like like in Atlanta, when when we posted a, a happy hour <laughs> location and then didn't show up because we changed venues without that's telling true. anybody. Oh, that's a that's good true. one. And I and I feel I feel I feel like I'm I'm including myself in that we even though I really shouldn't be. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I wasn't there, so I can't take blame. Yeah, I had already should, left by that point. You shouldn't include yourself in that we either, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't, Docs. Well, I, I feel I want to officially apologize for Joanna and Satya who drove from Atlanta yesterday to see us here and then <laughs> came to an empty studio. So um, Satya, Joanna, uh, catch us on the 300th episode. Sorry, guys. Yeah, they were so disappointed. They didn't even have the heart to text us to tell I, us how disappointed they know, were. But, but they probably saw each other and caught up. So we gave them that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, not disappointing is our next guest. Excited to have uh, ultra marathoner, 
uh, Arlington running legend, Michael Wardian. He joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Julie, we're excited to be joined by friend of the show. He's been a former guest. He's an Arlington legend, a running legend. It's Mike Awardian. Mike, how are you? Hey, I'm great, guys. How are you? <laughs> we're doing well, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining. And Docs and Julie, I ran into Wardian yesterday on the run. And you know what? I was trying to track him down you know, for, for this show Anyway, so it was just, it was, is, is the word serendipitous, was serendipitous timing that we ran into each other? Is that an, is that a, is that a, a appropriate term? It was until you said serendipitous. <laughs> yeah, it was good until that point. Yeah, but uh, so it was great to run with, with Mike uh, yesterday. How far did you end up going yesterday, Mike? Because you were just, you, he, he jumped and he said, well, wherever you want to go, Farley, we'll just run. And we're just running around all yeah. over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I uh, I think I ended up going like 11 and a half or so. Was, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I ran over to my friend's house from your house yeah. and then uh, kind of ran back. So it was, yeah, it was great, man. I was only planning to go, you know, for a quick lunch run and, and it ended up being something a little bit longer, but it worked out great. Nice, man. Well, it was good to run into you. Uh, so w- Julie and I recently moved and... Um, we, we were like on our block, I think it was like one of the first days there. And one of our neighbors says, Hey, you know, we know, we know Jennifer and Mike Wardian, like you guys were like celebrities, like Jennifer and Michael Wardian were celebrities. Do you know who that is? Maybe that's the friend you were running over to their house. Is that, is that who you're Uh, yesterday? Yeah, uh, no, but uh, that's her sister. So yes. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Her sister is, is very uh very uh passionate uh fan and, and nice. supporter so nice. it's it's, cool. it's awesome i feel like uh i'm lucky you know because i've been running for a while so um and arlington is a pretty close-knit community mm-hmm. so i feel like um you know i have some hometown support it's always awesome when i run like the local races and you know, people will be like competing against me and you get you, know, you get all these cheers from people in the race but also <laughs> along the course and they're like, what the hell? I'm like, dude, I've been running a long time, man. It's, uh, <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I, I it's, can actually uh, vouch for that yeah. because Mike and I ran for a few steps. I don't know if he remembers this back in like the uh, Alexander at Turkey Trot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah. It was like, I was like, I had already made the Olympic team. I'm, I'm, and, you know, I yep. don't necessarily talk about this stuff, but I'm running down the street. There's like, I don't know, half a mile left. No to one go. cares about you. No one cares. They're like, what in? <laughs> And he's like, got his dog. Yeah. Is it Rose? Was it Rosie? Rosie. Rosie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And Rosie's like, I-, I was dying. I was like, not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making shameless plugs right now, but sure. I was not in shape, and I was dying. And I was like, all I needed was like just a little support. Mike is like, hey. He was hogging it all. He all was. <laughs> he was <laughs> hogging all the support, but he also was like, looked like he was jogging. Yeah. And I'm like, and Rosie was like just cruising along, and I was like. <laughs> but that was, that's yeah. the hometown hero support yep, right there, there. it was awesome yeah it's crazy man she's uh we're very proud of her she's the seven time champion so <laughs> she's uh she's she's definitely um she's she's and it's so funny because she'll go out with um 
like the the top guys, you know, like the African guys mm-hmm. you know, that that always come to that race. So we always go like super fast and then blow up around three miles and then, <laughs> you know, kind of kind kind of uh, cruise to the end. So it's it, but it's always nice. She she gets super competitive. So thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know she was. She was keying off of you. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She got way more cheers coming across the finish line than me, well, that's for sure. Well, we want to talk about Mike's. <laughs> Mike's. He's got a new addition into the family in terms of a dog. So we're going to talk about that. We've got to talk about all the, the races that you've been doing during quarantine. So a ton to get into here with, with Michael Wardian. Um, but uh, before we do, do Mike, I, I, I've just read an interesting tweet from you. Um you talked about being a vegetarian for 25 years, which I think is just really interesting. And maybe not a lot of people know that about you, but for all the running you do, um, you know, the traditional thought would be like, wow, you got to have protein. You got to eat meat. But for 25 years, you've been a vegetarian. How you, how you been able to do that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's weird. It was, it's, it's been uh, interesting to see, you know, I think with um, social media being what it is and, and people, you know, having the chance to interact with athletes. Like I, I did that post basically because I, I've been getting a lot of people uh, in the last couple of years and actually it's been out throughout my career, but like when they find out that I'm a vegetarian, um, they're like, wow, how do you, how do you do that? And like, you know, the first question you usually get is like, where do you get your protein? And sure. I think a lot of people, um, you know, that's the biggest concern because that's, you know, what we've heard growing up, you know, and myself included, like, I, I think I put that in my post, but, you know, as an athlete, I played lacrosse growing up and like, I, I you know, I thought, you know, if you want to be an athlete, you need protein. And, you know, most of the time that protein comes from, you know, animal sources and, and, what I learned was, um, you know, I gave up meat for, um, and, and it started out very small. Like I gave up red meat for a week just to see how I would feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, and it felt okay. And I was like, Oh, well, that's cool. Like I can do that. And then, um, in college I gave up chicken and then, um, or, and I'd say I, I wouldn't like, I keep saying I gave up, but I'd say I <laughs> right, like, right. stopped. I, I yeah. like it. You made a like, decision. You know, right. Losing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, I think the, you know, the better way to say it is I, you know, I, I stopped eating that and, and started eating other things. And I, what I was so surprised was, was how much, uh, other stuff I learned about in the process. Like I never ate hummus growing up mm-hmm. and I never ate like, um, black beans and like, uh, spinach and and like all these kind of things that you can get protein from and so it really opened my eyes to different um different ways to eat and and different ways to to get the fuel that you need to do what you want to do um and so that's been really cool and and kind of a discovery for me and and i feel like even when i started i think in 19 like the mid 90s um early 90s it was much more difficult now like you know there's you know, different options. There's beyond meat, there's, um, you know, veggie burgers that you can get, you know, there's actually choices at restaurants now, um, rather than, you know, just, yeah, pop right, the prima just, bear, exactly. which I feel like <laughs> it's right. like what they would always try to give you. Right. Um, it's been great to see the growth. I, I'm not a guy who likes to, you know, the, the social media pictures of food. I know that maybe docs or Julie liked it 
tweet the pictures of their food that they eat. But yeah, that's a big pa- <laughs> like pastime of, of Doc's and mine. Yeah, but, we like tag team on that. But it is interesting to see the combinations that you come up with. I mean, stuff looks pretty good. I'm a big guacamole avocado guy, so um, you throw that yeah. on there. I mean, it makes anything <laughs> taste good. I mean, so you eat some pretty cool stuff, actually. So props, man. Uh, thanks, man. Well, and I'll throw a plug in for uh, a sponsor, but District Taco, if you just want something easy, mm-hmm. like you can just go and get a burrito or, or tacos there or, or a salad, and their guac is, is quite good. I think they actually, it's like, it was, I think yesterday or the day before, it was National like Guacamole Day or mm-hmm. something, but um, yeah, that, that was actually a fun run that I did this year where I ran to like all their stores uh, yeah. and ate a taco at each one. I will tell you, by the end, you don't want to be the friend of uh, of the owner because, like, they're making those tacos, like, you know, for their buddy, and and you just want the, you know, the the normal taco. Right. So, um, <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a number of the races that you've done during quarantine. Uh, you you have a heavy race load, as as many of our listeners know. Generally, when there are races, when there are in person races. Uh, you've had a heavy uh, race load during quarantine. Now, Julie and I and, and Docs just guessed uh, how many miles uh, that you racing miles that you've done during quarantine. I believe you told me this yesterday. I'm not sure. Do you do you know the number or know the, generally the number? Because Julie and Docs threw out a guess. Wait a minute. I thought we were doing running miles, not racing no, miles. Racing miles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so actually, my racing. guess is my guess is destroyed. Then yeah racing miles so did you did yeah. you calculate that yeah i think i have like a kind of a spreadsheet that i use to um keep track of what i've done because like i'll actually forget stuff someone will be like oh that cool thing that you did and i'll be like oh yeah what was that and right. like when was that so yeah so i have like an excel spreadsheet with like the date and like the number of races so i think the one that i sent you actually i didn't update but mm-hmm. i've got um i think 41 different things yep and i'm at about um 1575 miles 1500 man that is amazing and this is just the races that you've done this year which is just incredible 1500 now let's find out about that mileage what's that mileage look like (laughs) since march (laughs) right the mileage so julie guessed all right so julie guessed before we had you on julie guessed 3000 miles docs guessed uh uh, what'd you guess, Docs? One thousand and three. One thousand and three miles. So, <laughs> so Docs wins the yeah. racing category. I want to know if I was anywhere in the ballpark on the mileage. On the mileage. Any idea how many miles yeah. you've run this year? Actually, since yeah, quarantine. Since quarantine. To, oh, since quarantine, I'd have to back out some. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like my Strava says that I've run like, uh, what, are, what are the what is that? I feel like it's around 3,500 miles already. Okay. Yeah. Right, so, uh, we're in uh, that ballpark. Okay. So, so Julie. Yeah. I'm going to pat myself on the back here a little bit. <laughs> right. Put those first two months yeah, away slow. You're pretty awesome. Yeah, I think on Strava, like, and and sometimes it doesn't always work, but I think it says I've run 35. 181 miles with two two hundred and nine thousand four hundred and six feet of vert um and 629 runs to date 
Yeah. All right. And and for the listeners, he's not bragging. We asked him to do this. We asked him to tell us exactly. Well, so it's this his job too. Yeah, I know. You know? So true. it's not. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily bragging. It no, is no. maybe a little bit, but I just want to say that for the 250th episode, no. both Docs and I are winners. You guys. Are. Maybe I'm just saying that because I actually lost, and right. I'm trying to win a little bit here. But no, we're, both, were, we're both close to that mark. Docs were. may think otherwise. Yeah, well, since since we're doing that, I, I won't point out how many times we clarified in the intro that we are talking race <laughs> mileage only. Right. Yeah, I need to be a, a little bit better of a listener. I'll, I'll give yeah. you a win. I'll yeah. give you the win. I tell my kids all the time, be a good listener. All right, let's not let's, practicing what I preach. All right, let's let's talk to Mike and break up the uh, the the interhost uh, argument here. So, Mike, we've got uh, a number of races I want to talk to you about. Uh, you just mentioned. Um, and, and, and there are, you sent, sent me the spreadsheet and we're all looking at the spreadsheet now. Um, you mentioned the district taco one, which, um, you went to all 12 different, different district tacos across uh, the area. Uh, that was a total of, uh, 62 miles on that day. Uh, you know, but that wasn't even close to probably what was, uh, some of the more incredible things you've done, uh, during quarantine. Um, the quarantine backyard backyard ultra that was 262 miles over 63 hours tell us that how, how that kind of came to be who put that on and tell us a little about the event yeah so that was actually um pretty crazy so it was um it was quite early in in quarantine yep, so April, you know races that just start yeah, so it was uh, April 4th is when it started, um, and yeah, it was, my my goal for the year, as you kind of alluded to, was to run across the country, and so, like, I wanted to try to set a Guinness World Record for uh, the fastest um, transcon, so running from, you know, the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, um, and so I was kind of getting ready for that, and so... The quarantine backyard ultra for people that don't know a backyard ultra is basically just a race where it's um, a last person standing event so it's um depending on how many people you have the race ends when it gets down to two people and the the it, it's it's actually quite easy until it's not and so the the race is um every hour on the hour so if the race starts at eight in the morning, uh, at nine in the morning, you have to run 4.16667 miles every hour on the hour. So about 4.2 um, so miles. Can, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're doing it on your, on your watch, uh, I just rounded everyone to 4.2 miles because, uh, if you don't, it could get a little bit tricky and like, what if you're short or whatever. Right, right. Um, and so the, the, the idea behind the 4.2 miles is if, if you do 4.2 miles every hour for 24 hours, you get to a hundred miles. So okay. every day you do a hundred miles. Um, and so the race, you know, if you finish in 30 minutes, it means you have 30 minutes to rest and eat and go to the bathroom. But you have to start exactly on the hour, um, wow. the next four point two miles. So, 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 so there's strategy it's, it's there. It's not very I'm, hard, but there's strategy so there. I mean, you can run. Let's yeah. say you can run. Mike can run four miles, and you know, let's say you're running six minute miles would not be hard for you. But you wouldn't want to run early on. You wouldn't want to run twenty five minute, um, you know, four milers, and then rest for no. thirty five minutes, right? No. 
No. No, yeah. So I, I started out running, and it, it was actually quite hard. I started out running between, and I, and I was consistent on this, I ran between 11 and 13-minute miles. Wow. Um, and so it's, 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 if you're used to running a bit faster, it, it's, not, it's not easy to run that slow for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'd have like 12 to 13 minutes to go to the bathroom, eat. Uh, the other thing is that once you leave your corral, uh, you can't take any eight. So if you're going to, uh, drink or eat or anything like that, you need to either take it with you or do it when you're stopped. And so it becomes, uh, a little bit about, you know, managing yourself and, um, and then dealing with the conditions because, you know, if you're running for 24 hours, you can have, um, you know, we had actually really good weather the first day, the second day it got super hot. And so, you know, you're dealing with like, uh, the heat of the day from like 11 till five, you know, it's, uh, it was April. So it wasn't crazy in, in the DC area. Uh, and the, the tricky part about this quarantine backyard ultra was that it was, um, the first kind of race that was, international and so there was i think over 2500 people from all over the world um doing it simultaneously and people could do it like on their treadmill or outside or um you know there was one guy running in like a coffee shop around some tables there was another person running in their living room um there was a lady that made it quite far who i actually thought was going to crush us um that was running from her sauna in Sweden on like a frozen lake. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> that is yeah, crazy. no, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was super crazy. Uh, and so, you know, we're all, you know, going out and doing our, you know, for them it was in kilometers. So it's about 8K or I mean, it's about 6K. Yep. Yeah, a little over 6K. Uh, and for us, you know, it was, we were doing it in miles. Um, and so, yeah, so basically you start and you just keep going until it gets down to the last two people. Uh, and it turned into a race between a guy named Radic, who was in the Czech Republic on a treadmill and, uh, and myself in Arlington. Um, and it was kind of crazy because there was actually like a 24 hour national champion that lives in Arlington, also a guy named Olivier. And so he was in the race, you know, for, for a long time. And, um, so then basically it comes down to Radic and myself and we were going back to back head to head for, I think we went, uh, toe to toe for like 16 or 18 hours. Um, you know, neither of us was conceding and, uh, we were getting kind of close to the world record. I think the world record's 268 miles oh, or so. You were just six so, miles away. Yeah. Wow. And what's crazy is the way that the race works is um, it you can only go one loop further than the second place person, or they call it like the assist or the, what do they call it? Yeah, like the assist. Um, so, so he ended up not starting the race on time. And so I was only allowed to go um, one more loop and then the race is over. Even because if I wanted to go. Which, Got it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and so yeah, so that's that's how the race. That's ended. too bad. That's it would have been cool. Yeah, because it, yeah. it was just yeah. a, it was just a mistake on his part that he didn't start on time. Uh, that's that's. Yeah, I think there was actually like a glitch. Supposedly, like he you know was looking at the wrong clock and like his internet uh, wasn't right. You know, that's crazy. so it was kind of a bummer. But the, I mean, the thing about it is, is like no matter where you are in the world, you know what 
when the hour strikes, sure. you got to go. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, but you know, you've also been up for three days. Like <laughs> I did, you know, 63 hours with no sleep. Um, and you know, the, a lot of people would take, you know, five or 10 minute naps or, you know, try to finish it, like you said, in like, you know, 25 minutes and then sleep for 15 or 20 minutes. But, and you did no um, sleep. I, wow. No sleep. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So how far, how much longer do you think you could have gone? Could you gotten to 300 miles? I mean, you did 262 miles. What do you think your body would have done? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I was in really good, um, a really good, uh, spot. I think earlier in the race, actually around like 180 miles or so I was, I had a really bad patch and, you know, thought about trying to actually, I, I basically tried to quit. And, and then Jennifer was like, yeah, yeah you're not going to quit. I think that was and, in the USA so like, Today article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Basically my, my wife, Jennifer was like, Hey, that, that's not a good enough reason. We'll, we'll tweet out and, that article and, at pace the nation. We'll tweet that article out. Yeah. Pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great. She was, it was, it was really, um, it's cool to have a good support team and, and she's, she's seen me in a lot of, um, you know, bad ways before. And, and I definitely was, it, it wasn't physical. It was just kind of mentally just worn down. And, um, but, but at the end, I think I ran my second fastest loop of the race. I, I finished the last loop in a little over 30 minutes. Jesus. So, um, I was, I was really pushing and I was in, in good, a good spot. Um, so I was, hopeful that I could have, you know, it started to get to be like, Hey, let's go for the world record. And then I started thinking like, Hey, let's go for 300 miles. But, um, but you can't, you, you can't go any further. So unfortunately that's just the way that it worked. So Mike, I, I have a couple questions about this. We talked about this race before and I, I, I think we were a bit curious, like, um, Early on in the race, you said there's so many competitors, but then when it's just down to the, the, the two of you, are you guys like talking on on um, uh, Zoom or whatever it is? Like, are, 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 are you talking to each other in between uh, sets? Uh, we weren't really, um, just because uh, he... Um he was in the Czech Republic and he, was, he had a, a pretty... Um, confined area and so he was doing it on a treadmill and then i think what was happening was he would just get off the treadmill and go and like nap or go to the bathroom or something so like he was coming back to the treadmill with only like a couple minutes to go um and then i was just trying to get sorted on my end so we didn't really talk much as it got just down to the two of us but i think at some point earlier he he and i got a chance to talk because they were doing interviews with us and stuff and I guess I had met him at a race in Greece, um, maybe like five years ago or so. Um, and it was actually funny cause I haven't dropped out of many races, but I, I actually was trying to drop out of that race and, and he came in and was like, he came in after me. He's like, no, don't quit. And I was just like, dude, I've already, I'm done. I'm like hypothermic and like, yeah, it was just not a, not a good spot. So whenever you race this uh, guy, you want to drop out. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, very exactly. Odd. So the other thing I'm curious about is is what if you live in Newfoundland? Are you like half an hour off from everybody else? Was there anybody from Newfoundland? I don't know the, the reference. <laughs> um, yeah, there there are some places where you'd start, but you would just start uh, every half hour on the hour then. So uh, Newfoundland, okay. New, uh, that's lost on me, Docs. Newfoundland is a different time zone, like 
What 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 that, what's You know how every every time zone in the world is is off by 1 hour from the people next to them? Newfoundland is half an hour. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I've been there before. It's actually it's quite it's quite it's bizarre. Uh, it Yeah, it's quite bizarre. Um but I think it also means they get some of the first sun in the US or like in the um on the continent. Like hmm. it's it's pretty interesting. I'm glad, Docs. I learned more about geography here. Uh, right, Julie, Julie, Julie had a Julie had a question. Mike, I want to know on behalf of all the mortals out there, <laughs> what does your recovery look like after this kind of event? Like, do you shut down for a couple days? Do you rest for like six hours and you get up and go for a run the next morning? Like, what what does your recovery look like? Yeah, so we finished around, um, I think it was like 11.30 at night. And then I actually had, um, I still work a, a full time as an international ship broker. I'm a, a owner, partner of a, a ship brokerage. So we had a bunch of um, deadlines at 11 o'clock that morning. So I actually finished the race, cleaned up the aid station with my wife and some friends, and then uh, went to my desk for um for about 45 minutes until I just like conked my head against the keyboard. And then I slept for 45 minutes, uh, got back up, finished the, the offers that were due at 11. Um, and then, uh, kind of worked like a full day, just like doing operations and stuff. And then I did a really hard, I call it like a depletion mile, um, at around five, five o'clock that night. So what'd you um, run in that mile? Uh, I think five five fifty four or so. Wow. What what is a depletion uh, mile? What does that mean? Uh, so I usually do it after like a really long effort, so like a hundred mile or a hundred k or something. And it's usually just um, somebody named it. I didn't really name it, but it's just a fast mile, and I just feel like it stimulates my recovery. So it helps like flush all the crap out of my system. Uh, and then just gets me back to training, but it's like brutal for the first like 400 meters. Um, and then, and then it gets like a little bit. Okay. But then usually I just get so overheated. So it just feels like I have like lava instead of blood coursing through my body. Uh, but then when it's done, I feel amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of those things where, um, I don't know. I mean, Julie, you've done a lot of big runs and, and I know that you guys have too. Um, and it feels like if you wait two days to run, it mm -hmm. feels just as bad as if you wait 12 hours. So yeah, I'd rather get the recovery started, yeah. uh, earlier. I understand that, but I wouldn't call my big runs are pretty relative <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> like right, right. my big 20 milers versus your yeah, like, you know, 262 yeah, miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, L little again, when it, we talk about mere mortals over yeah, here, well, so uh, we're, 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 we're talking with, with, with Olympian <laughs> mortals. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, in terms of like what the body is capable of handling, yeah. I, the, you, the things that I think about with, with the races and things that you do, I mean, it's just it's, incredible. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It is. All right, we're here with Michael Wardian, uh, of course, uh, legendary ultra runner, lives in Arlington. There's so many races that we could talk about um, uh, that you've done during quarantine, and, and I can't get to them all, so I just want to talk about one other one because we got to talk about dogs. we got to talk about uh, uh, a couple other things with, with, with Mike. Um, but 
I'm really interested in this Delaware state run. Uh, you recently, I mean, you recently purchased a home in Delaware, right? You, you and uh, J- Jennifer has family there. So Delaware is near and dear to your heart. So you decide to run uh, the entire state of Delaware. I mean, logically, I guess for you, that makes sense. Yeah, well, actually, like, so the big thing I want to do that I haven't been able to accomplish yet uh, is run from Arlington to Rehoboth Beach, where we did, we bought a beach house. But nice. um, but in the meantime, I, the, the cruxy part of that is like the Bay Bridge. And so like, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to swim or kayak like the Bay Bridge section. And so like, like the logistics have just been a little bit tough to navigate on that. And so I had some friends a guy named ed and a guy named wayne um from uh races to run over here and mm-hmm. um and you say I over here you're in delaware on. right now at your house uh yeah, yeah. exactly okay. so yeah we're we're in Rehoboth right now yeah so um so they they had an idea of like hey let's try to do a fundraiser um for uh people that were struggling and so we did uh we did a couple different charities. The charity I chose was the PTA in Arlington for our kids' school, and um, they chose, I think, some uh, people that were restaurant workers here in Delaware. And awesome. so uh, we're like, "Hey, how can we like you know get people interested in in doing this virtual this virtual race, right? Because we can't have races in person." And so they came up with the idea of like running, um, you know, over a couple of weeks, like running. Um, I think it was 96 miles. Um, if you actually go the straightest way across Delaware and it's Hmm. not across, but it's like North to South. Okay. Um, and I think across Delaware is only maybe like 30 miles and they're like, Hey, let's, let's do this. This will be a fun challenge. And I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, Hey, you know, would you want to take part? And I was like, how about I just run it all at once? And they're (laughs) like, Oh, that would be amazing. Um, and so, yeah, we basically just decided let's do that. And, um, I, drove up to the Pennsylvania Delaware line right near um, Wilmington um, in Newark area and then ran from there down to Fenwick Island which is like right uh, above Ocean City for the people that are familiar with kind of the shoreline wow uh, and it turned out to be a lot longer than 96 miles it was almost I got like 128 to 130 miles, depending on what GPS. (laughs) And that was really just because um, some of the routes just weren't safe. And so like we were on a lot of the roads were actually kind of dodgy. And um, yeah, I think we were joking like yesterday when we were running, like I actually got a gun pulled on me, which was not cool. All right. So explain Uh, this. This is in this is so this happened early July's and it's super hot as well, which is also, I'm sure, part of the issues. But how did you get oh, a yeah. gun pulled on you? Tell me, tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, well, there was actually two sections. So there was actually a gun range that we actually just went and used the bathroom in, which um, was actually the nicest porta potty I think I've ever been in because <laughs> uh, I think nobody goes in there because of all the guns. And there was actually like guns being shot. Um, as we were going in there. Um, but later on in the day, we're on like a country road, uh, I think near Milton or Middletown or somewhere. Um, and it's this, it's just kind of getting toward dusk and, uh, I stopped to get crude. And so like, you know, my, 
my friends pull up in their truck and, you know, I pull out a little table and like some people from the running community in Delaware. And that's what I got to say is like the running community of Delaware really embraced this. So like I basically had someone to run with the entire time, which was really nice. Um, but some of the people from the local running clubs came out. And so there was maybe like three or four cars that were like at this aid station. Um, and it was kind of like a dark back roady place, like kind of between two places. Um, and it, we were there maybe five or 10 minutes cause you know, they wanted to take some pictures and hang out and I was getting food and uh, whatnot. And so then we start running and there's some guy on his porch. He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm running across Delaware. He's like, don't be doing that running here. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. And then I look and he's got a, like a pistol, uh, wow. pointed at us. And, and of course I was like, man, you got a really nice house, like right before that. And, uh, like, I guess that was probably not the right thing to say to somebody that was worried that, that you guys um, were up to know, something were, no good. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, I can understand cause there's, there, it, there was actually quite a bit of protesting and looting that was going on, uh, during that time. And so like, I totally, you know, kind of get where they're coming from, but it was, it was, yeah, it was quite scary actually. Um, but yeah, I was, it, it was funny because I was like taken aback for maybe like five minutes. And then I was like, huh, that's not even the biggest gun that's been pulled on me. Like I was running in Ethiopia, like right near the president's palace. And like two guys jumped out of the bushes with like AK 47s, like pointed at my face and were like, yeah, you can't run here. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely not the dodgiest place. But it was it was definitely unexpected. Wow! All right, that's a that's a crazy story, and I want to get one more one more race that I got to ask about before we get to uh, some very important dog questions. The Shenandoah National Park self supported 110 miles you did on and and on August 1st. I mean, dude, this is unsupported. This is like dangerous, right? I mean, you're you're running by yourself <laughs> for that long. Like, t- t- how does that work? Yeah, it was, it was actually crazy. So I've been wanting to do, like, I don't know if you guys know, there's a guy named Tommy Rivers Cousy. Um, he's a, he's a marathon runner, ultra marathon yeah. runner, all around kind of just badass dude. And, um, he's, um, come down with cancer, um, yeah. kind we, of aggressive cancer. We talked and about so him on the show. Would, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I figure most people in the running community know, kind of what's going on but for those of you that don't like um you know people are are doing these kind of you know run with ribs it's actually funny i'm actually wearing the shirt right now nice but um he's um you know he's been really struggling and i I was looking for you know um kind of unique challenges um to test myself in ways that i haven't before and one of the big things that you know i want to do eventually is do some of these more um you know, unsupported, self-supported type things. And um, so I I decided I would run the Appalachian Trail across Shenandoah National Park. It turned out to be about 110 miles. And uh, it's basically you, you, I had a friend drop me off um, down at the southern tip and I took everything I was going to use, excluding like, including water, but uh, with filtering my own water, 
and then you just start running and and I parked my car at the other side. And so, you know, I kind of had to get there and it, it was, like you said, it was August. So it was incredibly hot. And some of the places where I thought I could get water weren't actually, you know, they didn't have water or they, it wasn't working. Um, and so, yeah, it took me, <laughs> I expected it to take maybe like, uh, 24 to 30 hours. It took me 36 hours. Um, so, you know, I was just out there by myself. And, and the biggest thing that I was, uh, surprised about was just, uh, how heavy my pack was. So I, I think it was over 25 pounds with water. And so, um, you know, I'm used to carrying, uh, quite a bit of weight, but that was even more than I was expecting. And so I started getting, you know, chafed on my back and on my shoulders and, um, and then I got blisters because, uh, you know, my pack was weighing more than I thought it was. And, um, there was so much dew on the grass that it just soaked my socks and shoes. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember that weekend, but there was, uh, quite a lot of rainfall. And so like I got caught in like a lightning thunderstorm and, uh, it just turned into kind of this unbelievably epic adventure. What, what was your, but con- it was, what was your contingency plan through? I mean, this is like literally, like I said, dangerous if, um, I mean, I'm, I assume you have your cell phone on you and maybe it's charged, oh, yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah, not, totally. but, um, yeah, I mean, what if you had to stop? Yeah. I mean, that's the worst case. You just stop. Like I just stop. <laughs> and then I, like I had my, my, my friends Phil and Tom were like, anytime you want to quit, just let call us and we'll be out there in a couple of hours. Got it. And so like. I could have, or uh, my wife, Jennifer would have come and got me like, right. yeah, I mean, yeah. Worst case, like I just quit. Uh, <laughs> and like the nice thing is like it, it crosses the, the skyline drive, um, like 50 times or something. Oh, so, beautiful. you know, I was, I would, I was seeing people, um, yeah. you know, not, not super regularly, especially, you know, at the off hours, but, um, but there were, you know, people out there and if, if I needed help and, um, yeah, if, if I needed to, to stop, I could have, how, how do you, I, how do you, you filter know. your own water? I, I'm, I'm curious on that. Oh my gosh, dude, it was crazy. So I, I ordered this thing off of Amazon. It's a Stoyer, uh, water f- filtration thing. Mm-hmm. I watched a YouTube video and that's all the training I did and it worked out awesome. Like it, it basically you fill up like a little, uh, like a plastic bag you screw this thing onto the spout, you shoot it into your um, bladder or your water bottle, uh, and it takes out 99% of the bad stuff in it, and then um, then you have fresh water. Wow. Yeah, so it was really not as hard. Like, I was so scared of this. Right. I, I was so scared of it, and it was actually quite um, quite easy to do and, and, and much more straightforward than I thought. It's just slow. It's just, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're trying to set a record, it's, it's not fast. And if the water source isn't, uh, running very fast, it takes forever to fill the little, um, the little bucket or the little bag. Uh, and then it's just really, yeah, it's just slow, Got but, it. um, but it works really, really well. Very cool. Docs is sitting over there like, guys, you're such amateurs. Like, have you not watched Survivor? Like, well, come on now. He's a big Survivor guy. Yeah. Docs is going to chime in. 
Hey, hey, Mike, uh, for, for all the uh, ghost listeners out there, I, I just want to point out that uh, you say the worst that could happen is that you call somebody to come pick you up. Uh, there's actually worse things that could happen. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't I didn't mention, like, the rattlesnake right, there right. or, like... Uh, that kind of stuff. And actually I didn't, I did, did see, I didn't see a bear that time when I was in Shenandoah, but there were bears, Mm -hmm. you know, quite, quite, quite frequently on that trail. And so, (laughs) all right, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that, and then also, uh, I got super dehydrated at the end just because there wasn't water. So like, I don't think I've been that bad off. Like, I think I had to go like three and a half, four hours with no water. Um, on August 1st. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just that, that just is. just being practical, though, Mike. What what happens if you have something like that and you you just have a uh, like you pass out or something? You know, yeah. like is is that a concern in a normal ultra race or is or or these unsupported races like, like this, this one? Is that is is that different? I don't know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think the nice thing is like I've you know I'm quite comfortable with like how hard I can push my body. I think I was pushing pretty hard but um at no point did i feel like out of control i think um if you start to get to that point um you know that's that's a little bit um you know dangerous but i i i've i i have a good comfort level with you know what i'm capable of i mean this was a big step up for me but it wasn't something that you know i wasn't prepared for i don't think like i i feel like um you know, I've been doing like these, these kind of adventure type, and it's basically it's known as like a fastest known time. Uh, and so I've been doing a lot of these and, and I just have a, a good level of um, understanding of kind of what I'm capable of. of. But yeah, 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 I mean, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, and also like just your willpower and, and, and then problem solving i mean i think anytime you do an event like this uh there's there's going to be things that you didn't expect and um you know you just got to deal with them i was lucky like i threw in like a lot of stuff that i wasn't sure i was going to use and i ended up using all of it like i I threw some kt tape in at the last second and i was Mm -hmm. able to put that on my shoulder blades and on my collarbones and stuff to, to stop the pack from chafing as much and um, you know, it's little things like that where you're like, oh man, I'm so glad that I did that. And it's because before I've done a race and I got chafed up the first day and had to run five days with chafed shoulders. And, you know, that's, that's not awesome. Really cool tribute there to Tommy Rivs, man. Very, very cool. Um, awesome. So, all right. So, all right, before we let you go, uh, we got to ask about the dog. Uh, you've got a very high energy dog, uh, a Vishla. Rosie the Vishla, give me the give me Rosie's Instagram handle. Everybody, give Rosie a follow. Yeah, Rosie is at uh, Rosie, and that's R O S I E Vishla V I Z, like zebra S L A runs R U N S. All right, and then um, we just got a little puppy named uh, Sebastian, but yep. we're calling him Bash. Bash. B A so Yeah, Bash. Okay. Like, and so he's uh, B A F H Vishla run um, so, on Instagram. So also. now you have two Vishlas. I mean, we Julie and I have a a, a German Shorier pointer, as I've talked about many times. Very high energy dog. I just can't imagine yep. having two crazy dogs now. What were you thinking? 
I know, man. It's uh, uh, It's been actually a dream of mine to have two for a long time, and, and I worked on it for a while, and uh, Jennifer uh, finally came on board, and so, yeah, it's, it's very, very exciting. So that, it took Jennifer. To... Jennifer was the was the holdout, so you always wanted two dogs. Okay. So that's the yeah, opposite yeah, in our that family. That is the opposite of, yeah. yeah. Julie... I'm, I'm pushing for a second one because I feel like I, in my world, in my head, the second one will balance out the first one and they'll entertain each other instead of mm. us having to entertain them. And your limited experience, I know you've only had Bash for a few days or a week or so. Is that the case? Are yeah. they entertaining each other? Uh, no. See? No. Wait, but the, it's a puppy. It's a puppy. Okay? That's very different. They're like little babies. Yeah. They have to be cared for in a certain way. Yeah. I, I want to talk to Mike in yeah. okay. six to eight months. Bring him back. Okay. Even if it's just to answer that, that question, question. Yeah, true. Are we to a point that oh they gosh. are so, they're taking care of each other? My gosh. I, I feel like, uh, Julie, you're right on. And we have friends that have and they say it's like the best they like totally love each other and get on and they play together but right now rosie wants nothing to do with him uh and i totally get it man she like got her cheese mood she was like the uh the alpha and yep. and now she's she's got to deal with this little thing that's getting all the attention mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's it's, it's a little rough but uh, today she was trying she we got him out on the beach right before you guys called and and they were trying to play but like uh, <laughs> she was playing maybe a little bit too rough you know like when you have the older brother that gives like the super special hug to the younger oh, oh yeah. we have we're, that we're like multiple that. times a day right now are you still going through <laughs> that you're like why are you hugging on the neck the neck is not where you hug yeah. <laughs> is your kids are teenagers now your boys are like close to teenagers are they still doing that uh, super special uh, hug, as you uh, as you fr- uh, uh, coined it there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, actually, I'd say that they're they're their uh, best friends, right? right that's so, good. You know, they've they've already broken through that right. that um, <laughs> right. that 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 wall, and, and yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely um, they're very very close, All and, right. and well, uh, we feel. We yeah. feel really good about it. You, you'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the quote. Yeah. <laughs> but in between, we need another dog. Yeah. I think that'll okay. that's part of the whole the whole picture here. You're right. All right. So we, we're solving problems. Incomplete. Uh, so the the answer is incomplete. Uh, Mike, so far they're not playing together, but uh, we'll we'll catch up with but them it, in a few months. No, nobody asked me. Nobody asked me, but I'm going to weigh in on this. I, I think Julie's right as well. I, I think having another dog keeps the dogs together. So uh, e- even if the little dog is annoying the big dog, uh, that that takes the pressure off of you as well. So I, I think all around Julie's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. A little pat on the back there. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. I'll let you know how uh, how my campaigning goes, Mike oh and Docs. Yeah, I, just, uh, for, I can't see for... him having another dog. I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, not right now. Um, yeah, I think I I, I think it, it's it's I don't know, man. It's awesome. Like yeah. there there's something there's something to be said for 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 having you know someone. I, I, a partner like a training partner uh another another outlet for the dog to hang out with and, i agree yeah 
No, I agree with you there, and they are they are great training partners. I know um, I use that. I use London uh, as a training partner. I know you use Rosie and soon to be Bash as a great training partner. They're loyal training partners. I call Docs and ask him if he wants to go for a run, and the answer is always no. Uh, London is always <laughs> ready. Never <laughs> happened in five years. It has never happened. He's never called me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll we um we'll 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 Docs, you and I we'll we'll make that happen soon. It was great to catch up on a run yesterday, Mike, and even better to to catch up on this podcast. Um, so it, you, you just finally, what's what's kind of next? You you want to run across? country is that the next big goal the next big crazy goal or what 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 else are you thinking yeah i mean that's the the next big goal i mean i've got some other things in the meantime um the race we talked about earlier the quarantine backyard ultra qualified me for um the bigs backyard ultra which is kind of like the world championship event Mm -hmm. um for for this kind of style of racing and that's in october um and then next year i've um been selected to do the world championship for uh ultra x it's a stage race um in slovenia um i applied for the um eco challenge actually with the team Mm -hmm. so we're waiting to hear back on that um which is the show that's been on amazon um i got the spartan trail uh world tour hopefully next year if those races continue mm-hmm. um so yeah so it'll it'll be pretty cool but kind of the big focus for 2021 would be the um the transcon race uh, or awesome. transcon um and hopefully that'll be in march april next year that's awesome mike when you do the the transcontinental race are, are you going for the fastest known time um, I'm trying to decide because, uh, like I said, I still um, work full time, and so if I'm going to be working, there's no way that I can go 70 miles a day. Got it. I, I just know that. Um, but if I'm if I'm able to like either find someone to to take my spot for you know 40 to 50 days, or um, yeah, basically that's what I got to do is is basically hire somebody to, <laughs> right. to take my spot. What what is the fastest known time? It's like forty two days. A guy named Pete, uh, Pete Kostelnik. Uh, so he averaged about seventy miles a day, um, which is just uh, it's it, it's just ridiculous. Like I did last year, sixty some miles a day when I ran across Israel, and I was destroyed. And so, wow. like to to know to know like what. And that was only, you know, 10 days and he did 40 42. days like that. Mm. Like, yeah. That's like, incredible. and supposedly like you, you break in, you know, your body gets kind of used to it after the second week and you kind of find your footing and you get a rhythm, but like still it's, it's intimidating. Well, you couldn't do it without, uh, obviously your support of your family and your crew, uh, but also your sponsors, I know Hoka is is has been a big supporter of you. T- tell us, t- talk a little bit about Hoka if you could, real quick. Yeah, I mean they're they're they've been incredible. It's um, really fortunate. I was uh, lucky enough to be uh, one of their first athletes that they signed, and and, and so I've been with them since 2013 or so. Wow. So six seven years now. Um, yeah, I, I feel 
super fortunate. It's been cool to see the growth, um, kind of exponential growth of their brand and the amount of different um, options we have for footwear. Um, They've they've been really incredible uh, in being innovative. Like we have, you know, it started out with, you know, some, some ultra runners just wanting to run fast downhill and now they have track spikes and carbon <laughs> spikes and, and, uh, you know, multiple choices of, um, cushioned and, and trail. And, um, so we, we're lucky. We have like a big range of, uh, options to kind of have choices to, solve the different problems yeah, that we have as athletes. I, I remember talking to you early on in the Hoka sponsorship when you had them. I said, well, what are you going to race in? You know, I, I just saw them as these big, you know, big cushion shoes. But, I mean, they got, all, like you said, all kinds of options, which has been really cool to see. Racing flats and carbon-plated shoes and all kinds of stuff. So um, Yeah, and, and then also, like, and they haven't been really settling, right? Like, yeah. you know, they have, like, a, kind of some flagship models, like the Bondi and the... Clifton, but then, you know, I think one of my favorite shoes recently that's come out is the ring cone. It's yeah. like kind of a, a little bit of a hybrid and man, it is, it is just a rock star of a shoe. Um, yeah. I was surprised, like, it seems like it, you know, it shouldn't be able to, I did, I think like 120 miles during the, the Delaware run in a pair of those. And I was wow. expecting, you know, that that's a shoe that, you know, you, you do maybe like a marathon, maybe a 50 K in and, um, yeah, it, it it's really up. been incredible. That's yeah, really it cool. held up, and you know I'm still wearing it. And the Bondies I have, I actually um, the ones I did the quarantine backyard ultra in. I think I've got over like a thousand miles. That's crazy. So, um, it's yeah, it's super crazy. Like because usually I just switch them out, you know, like three or four hundred, like you're supposed to. But like I was like, I want to just see how long I can go in these. All right, yeah, Hoka has been fantastic for us in the stores as well. A great partner of ours. Um, all right, Mike, well, it's been a phenomenal year. Uh, I'm looking at the spreadsheet here. You've got 11 fastest known times. Uh, you've uh, done nine ultra marathons, uh, and th- that is, that's incredible that uh, you would be able to do that in any year, much less the year of, of quarantine. So, um, congrats, man. Insp- inspiring that you're still getting out there despite all that's going on. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been, it's been a really, uh, challenging year for, I think everyone. And, um, you know, I think running has been a refuge for a lot of people and, and I feel really fortunate that I've been able to stay healthy and, and come up with fun things to do. Awesome, man. Well, we very much appreciate you joining us here on Pace the Nation, man. We'll um, check back in on – I know Julie wants to check back in on the dog thing, but we'll have to check back in on a number of your races and uh, really excited to hear about uh, this quest to run across the country. Um, we got to follow that closely, but uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. So, man, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time. No problem. I appreciate you guys making the time, and, and thanks for having me on. Yep. Talk there, to you guys there, later. All right, man. There he goes. That's Michael Wardian. He is Arlington legend and ultramarathoner. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this.
All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Michael Wardian for joining us on Pace the Nation today. Uh, you can find him on social media at Mike Wardian, so give him a follow if you're already not doing that. Um, so I hope everybody doesn't feel way worse about their own training and running after talking to him. Um, I certainly do, because I felt like I was doing all right during quarantine, but... Um, <laughs> He's just another level. It's just, I don't understand how his body can handle all this stuff, but um, I probably walk away from every conversation thinking that same thing. But um, <laughs> pretty impressive what he's done this quarantine. Um, what do you think the most impressive, what, what would be harder? The unsupported run, the run across Delaware, the backyard 262 mile run. What, what do you, for you, what would be the hardest? Probably the the unsupported run in yeah. uh, the Shenandoah, because I, I also <laughs> think like like I would I I tried to to bring up I, I feel like that there's like a high risk to that as well yeah, you know I know uh, if 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 something happens and and somebody else is around you know then then that immediate response uh, could be a, a game changer and just disappearing and and. Uh, you know, nobody's looking for you for a long time. Could be could be problematic. Also, you know, the, with the like he was saying, his pack was heavier. He was he was carrying more weight because he had everything with him. Uh, so I, I think that's I think I that's agree. the toughest one. Actually, you, I, you, you're right. I was going to say Delaware, but you know, I mean, he's got people who are supporting him along the way, and you know, can drive right next to him as he runs down. He was running down yeah. highways. He was running down highways where cars were going sixty miles an hour at him. But um, you know, he was on the shoulder. But um, he, I don't think he mentioned that to me yesterday. But unsupported, I think you're right. Takes the cake. I I also do think, and we talked about it before that that running every hour on the hour, uh, you know, and, and and basically it's a battle of attrition. You're just <laughs> knocking people off. Yeah. Uh, that that I think is would also be really tough. I mean, I I personally would would uh, uh, probably go out too fast early on because <laughs> it's, it's like he's saying it's like you know the first the first few hours you have to like convince yourself to go you know half as half as slow as you as your body wants to run. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I would my mindset. I agree. My mindset would be like, all right, let me get let me get done and. 30 minutes so I get 30 minutes of sleep, but that might not be the best way of doing it. I'd, I'd be like, let me do this in 29 minutes so I can catch an episode of Judge Judy. <laughs> As we talk about uh, Pace the Nation staples, that's right. Good good to bring in Judge Judy. All right. Um, thanks again to Mike Wardian. Great stuff there. All right. I, I don't know where to go next, Docs. Um, I'm interested mm -hmm. in, in t you've got a question, you've got gritty update, and you got, I mean, we've got a lot of Docs on the last half of this show here. Bridges, update, gritty, 5K, or the question? Um, Is that why Julie stormed out? <laughs> Julie had a, uh, uh, she had a, a, a meeting that she had to run off to for full transparency. She's not that she's not chiming in for the second half of the show, but she did have a meeting. So no. But nothing to do with I think this it's, content. No, nothing. No. Yeah. Wasn't the con I think content. it's better to say that she's that she disappeared uh why she disappeared rather than have people <laughs> speculate because right, you know how the people can be. That's true. All right. So we, it, just to be clear, it wasn't because well, of the content. Well, I'll start off with a the Bridges of Arlington County update. Yes. Um our show posted Monday of this week, 
And I was out just two days later. Uh, it only took two days for our show to be out there for them to 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 um, get in gear and finish up that Sycamore Street work on <laughs> on the trail. It's done. Yeah. It's so a, the. Wow, the actually the effect of our show is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh it's, man, okay. It's the uh, pace the nation bump. They finished yeah. that five minutes earlier, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, the, the the trail, you know, and I was I was not sure why it was closed off, but it's it's basically an underpass under Sycamore Street all the way down to the trail's end, which is not that big of a stretch. Yeah. But it looks like uh and, and I had thought, okay, they're doing work on the on the underpass. No, they actually uh repaved the entire section over there and then painted it. What what took them so long is they they, they painted the trail like it seems like every three feet it says bikers to the left, runners to the really? right on, on either side. Yeah. So they they did a lot of painting. But that little stretch looks nice, uh, and it's and it's complete. So now you don't have to swing out to Sycamore Street anymore. You can you can go under it. Well, I'll have to check that out. That is uh, very interesting. Uh, probably not coincidental that it was done two days after we uh, recorded. Um, I don't think so either. I yeah. think I think so. So since you're listening, I would like to thank you for completing <laughs> <Right>. the work. <laughs> All right. So that's the bridges uh, update. Um, Again, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to save the last uh, the question for last. I don't know uh, what the gritty reference. I believe I know uh, roughly what you're referencing in the gritty 5K. Uh, this isn't like grit as someone has grit and they get thump something done because they're so gritty. You're talking about gritty the mascot, I believe. Correct. Okay, gotcha. The Philadelphia Flyers mascot's name gritty. Yes. Yeah. So, so if we could go, if we could just take a, a, a trip through time real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it was only two years ago. The Philadelphia Flyers were one of the few teams in the NHL that did not have a mascot. Yep. And out of nowhere, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't even know that this was a thing. They announced Gritty, their mascot, and I would say the first week of of Gritty. Gritty's existence was just a lot of uh, rude people uh, talking about how dumb he looks and how scary he looks and how ridiculous it is and and really just panning the flyers for this move. He looks like a Grover slash Cookie Monster, all orange. I I, I don't know, cross between the both yeah, it's of them. A, it's I don't a, know. a giant shaggy Muppet. Right, right, a giant, right, that's good. a giant yeah. shaggy orange Muppet. Yes, uh, with with big googly eyes. Uh, immediately, I, I would say within one week, Gritty is already the best mascot in the NHL. And if you're not following Gritty on social media, you're doing social media wrong because like his, his posts and videos are hilarious. Um, and so he, they, they're doing like this, they have this Gritty 5k, mm-hmm. um, where, it's virtual. uh, well, you know, last year it was a race, and then this year they, they made it a virtual race. And it's Thursday, September 17th to Sunday, September 20th. So it's as we're talking, it's, it's ongoing, but uh, as you're listening, it already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
uh, I I just thought it was funny because they 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 looked at the um, the, there was a map of North America because you know because it's it's hockey. There's a sure. lot of Canadian Canadian uh, followers as well, and they showed like where they have registrations for this race, this 5K, and uh, they they got most of Canada. Um, and all but like seven states in the U.S. for their virtual race, which I think is amazing. And it, it's a charity race. And so Flyers Charity said only a few states left to color orange. And then Gritty wrote, do Ohio- Idahoans not like running <laughs> or me or fun? <laughs> He's trying to figure out why nobody from Idaho registered for the for the Gritty 5K, and I, I just thought it was really funny. It is very funny. Give Gritty a follow. Um, you know, we don't promote a lot of other <laughs> uh, Twitter handles except for our guests, but Gritty uh, NHL. Give give him a follow. It is funny. That tweet was from uh, September 16th. Um, very very funny. Um, but there's also other Wyoming, uh, North Dakota. Oklahoma. Why did he call out Idaho specifically? Idaho's a funny state. Don't you think yeah. it's a funny name? It is a funny Idahoans. Yeah, yeah. it is funny. That's great. Um, so yeah, uh, give uh, him in the next day. He was uh, September 17th. Uh, gritty. Uh, gritty uh, tweeted. I'm running. That was the tweet. So uh, love that. Virginia's represented docs. Virginia, Maryland, D.C., where most of our listeners are from, they're all orange. They're represented, even though um, the Flyers yeah. are the Flyers are arch arch rivals of the Caps. But uh, we're represented well. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area D.C. brick and mortar locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We are doing a lot online. So give us, you know, go to our website, uh, runpacers.com, get virtually fit. Uh, we're sell- we've got uh, a full online store if you don't want to come in the store. Uh, if you want to come in with an appointment, um, you, you can walk in, but you can make an appointment uh, with one of our fit specialists today, runpacers.com. Uh, also sponsored by Random Row Brewing. Uh, we had Mike Wardian on the Random Row Brewery hotline today. Uh, Random Row is in Charlottesville. You can also order a Random Row beer on coldcountrysalmon.com. So give them uh, give them a look. Give them a try. Uh, recently, uh, Random Row came out with uh, a beer that celebrated uh, Liverpool. I guess Liverpool won the, the soccer title, so they made a beer. The, the English Premier League. The English Premier League. Thank you. Sorry, I... Uh, botched that uh name of it but yeah they recently made a liverpool beer uh that our friend keith kelly will be getting uh soon by the time this airs he should have that beer um so uh a lot of cool stuff going on at uh random road brewery so check them out next time you're in charlottesville all right finally docs um there was a question and i don't know what that question is um, oh, but, uh, I was going to ask you and Julie. It, it's a, it's another social media thing. Like mm. you know, uh, I love to bring the positivity, and I was wondering if you had seen this Dave Grohl versus Nandy thing on on uh, on social media. <laughs> I I 
saw reference to it. So uh, Dave Grohl was competing. I don't know if competing is the right word against this. It is. It's a competition. El- elementary school kid. Is that is that the the gist of it? Yeah, I, I don't know how old she is, but yeah, she's like an elementary-aged uh, musician, and she she does the drums, but she, she's been doing um, videos where she plays the bass, the guitar, and the drums, Yeah, and uh, so she'll, she'll, she'll record somebody else's song, all three parts, or she records uh, herself playing the drums along with some of her favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And, and it started out with, uh, um, she, I guess she challenged Dave Grohl and played uh, a Foo Fighter song, Everlong. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's rocking the drums and hitting everything on it. Uh, and it's not, it's not a straightforward song, so it was, it was really impressive what she did. And, and Dave Grohl saw that video and and he responded and he said all right first round uh he played a different song which which uh he played with one of his buddies all virtually so so people recorded the different parts but he was playing the drums to a to a cover uh with um one of the guys from the queens of the stone age and uh the bass player from led zeppelin john paul jones who uva named their basketball stadium <laughs> <Yep>. after <laughs> right, and right. and and he played a song and so she played it and he's like wow uh you know she hit everything she's she's great uh and so then he dave you know so then dave Grohl responds to that video by writing a song about her called nandy Wow. In, and he's got like his 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 wife and his daughters are singing uh, backup vocals, and Dave's playing all the songs, and he says, "I just wrote this song for you." And then she's got videos of her watching all the responses. Her dad is like, "Hey, Dave Grohl watched a video, so let's go to your computer." So he so they also post a video of her watching it for the first time, and her reaction to seeing this rock star Dave Grohl writing a song about her is genuine and it's exactly That's why awesome. we have the internet 90 yeah. percent of the stuff that happens on the internet is is not why we have the internet it's, <laughs> right, it's a reason to unplug the right. whole thing and start over but this is why we have the internet very cool man yeah nandy is 10 years old uh she's a star uh she is a a star percussionist um yeah is what what it says here and She's also a, a skilled musician on other things, but that's really cool, man. I have to. I, I'm glad you. Met, so our audience will have to check that out. We will tweet that out at Pace the Nation. It is the reason we we need some positive uh, stuff, and the internet uh, is full of negative. So this is a good one to uh, to share. Uh, very cool. I'm going to check that out right after this. Uh, right after the show. And the reason why this is Pace the Nation relevant, people are wondering. The reason it's 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 relevant, Dave Grohl is from Springfield, Virginia. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nailed it. Episode two hundred and fifty. All right, less fanfare than three hundred or than two hundred, and less fanfare that three hundred is going to be. But we do appreciate everybody's support through the years. Uh, because it has been years, 250, five plus years of doing the show. Really big accomplishment. Uh, nice job, partner. Uh, way to get to 250, man. Awesome stuff. We did it. We did, we did it. Everybody right. said we wouldn't, and we, <laughs> we did are, it. We are here. 
All right. Thanks to our guest, Mike Wardian, for joining us. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Mike Wardian. Uh, great stuff from him. Crazy stuff from him. Always good to catch up with Mike. All right. For my co-host, William E. Docks, and for Julie Cully, I'm Chris Farley. This has been the episode 250 of Pace Nation. We will see you next week. Mots, M-O-A-T-S is... Mots deaf. Would be pronounced... Mots. Mots. M-O-A-T-S. Or mo- oh, M-O-A-T-S? That's moats. Moats. M-O-A-T-S. Moats. M-O-A-T-S is like a moat around a castle. Yeah, okay. All right. If it's plural, it means you have a bunch of moats around your castle. Moats. Exactly. Um, what what are we asking this in reference to? Because if if we're talking about some house that has multiple moats, I would like to visit it. <laughs> we're talking the it guy's might be last your, name. It might is be moats. your house. It moats. might be your house during COVID. Yeah. I would like a house with a moat. Docs. Yeah. Are we still on the line with docs? Uh, how are we going to measure who wins this? Is it the number that's closest or yeah. is obviously mine's over so I lose immediately, but is it the number that's closest? No, that's the whole point. Like, like it should be the number closest. If you go over, uh, I don't like price is right rules where you're out just because you go over. It should be whoever's closest. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I'm still in the game. Let me let this thing go. You guys want to wait yeah, for yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me just, yeah. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> good point there. No. Right. <laughs> no. Just keep going? No, that was perfect. Yeah, once, once the siren is there, then then if we wait for it, then you can hear it, like, just disappear. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, all right. No, Sounds that was, weird. That was if no, if the siren just disappears. You ended at a perfect spot there, and I'm going to give it another second here. Uh,